Hello there. Thanks for joining the podcast today, The Psychology Report. Effective parenting, successful parenting, great parenting. Okay, that's the topic today. You know, um, some years back, I wrote a book entitled Doctor Teach Me to Parent. It's on my website, booksbyhedberg.com. In that book, I discuss a variety of issues, over 70 of them actually, that parents face with children and need some guidance as to how to handle them. Well, in that book, I also discuss effective parenting. In other words, what is an effective parent? How are effective parents different from ineffective parents? How are successful parents different from unsuccessful parents? How their kids... And that's usually measured by how their kids turn out and how effective the children are as they enter into adulthood and have families and have children and move on into the parenting role themselves. That's usually the pattern that helps us identify those parents that are considered to be effective and productive and successful. Now, let me give you a little test tonight. And um, this will be a little test just to indicate how well you're doing as a parent. So pull out your parenting skills, pull out your parenting evaluation score sheet, and just give yourself a score from 1 to 10 as to how well you do as a parent in these areas of what I consider to be the traits, the skills, the qualities, the characteristics of effective parents. In other words, What are effective parents like? Well, then the question is, how are you doing? What are you like as a parent? How effective are you, you know, as a parent? So that's kind of what we're going to take a look at. So what are they? Let me just give you a list of them, and we'll kind of tick them off, and we'll discuss them just a little bit as we move along. Okay? Communication skills. Effective parents have effective communication skills. And essentially that is, being assertive. Effective parents are assertive. They speak up. They speak their feelings. They speak their preferences. They speak their desires. They speak in the process of making decisions and making uh, choices and solving problems. They are active. They are verbal. They share information. They gain information from other people. They interact with other people. They are active verbally. Their communication skills are outgoing and positive and strong. So that's number one. Effective parents communicate. Their house is a, is a house of words. The table where they sit and eat a meal is a table of words and ideas and expressions of feelings and, and, and experiences and events that have happened. So they communicate. Secondly, effective parents handle conflict. In other words, they're not afraid of conflict. They don't run from conflict. They don't go quiet when conflict occurs. They don't disappear when conflict occurs. They're in the middle of conflict when it occurs. They talk about it. They sit and think about it. They sit and discuss it together. They sit and and, and just listen to each other's point of view. And then at some point, a decision is made so that the problem can be solved. So handling conflict is a very, very important part of effective parenting. You see, ineffective parents, on the other hand, 
run from conflict. They don't like it. They stay away from it. They go into the other room. They leave the house. They disappear. They go silent. And they hope that it just goes away. Well, it doesn't. So effective parents handle conflict in an active, in a confrontive, in an involved kind of way. They talk and they listen. They listen and they talk. And they let other people talk. And they let other people have their point of view. And then they share their own point of view. And we eventually come together with a decision to solve the problem. Okay, number three is importance of education. Effective parents place education high on the list of what's important. It's an important value. It's an important enterprise within the context of family life. See, the question that you say to your child is, what college are you going to go to? You don't ask the kid if you're going to go to college. Would you like to go to college or hope that you go to college? That discussion isn't even held among effective parents. Effective parents start with the discussion by finding out what college a child is going to go to. And in the active in the process of searching out a college that would be appropriate and good and proper, you know, for that particular child. In other words, they're engaged in the educational process they go to open houses and they talk to teachers and they show up at school and they go to all the school events they go to their kids events at school they support the school they talk well about the school they talk positively about the teacher they engage with the teacher they know the teacher they have they develop relationships with the teacher they call and they talk and they interact with the teacher and when a problem develops they get involved in it and, and they, they work it out if the school has a problem, they're there to help and to volunteer. And many of them do volunteer in the classroom. They do go there and become part of the school process itself. That's what effective parents do. Education is a high value. It's an important value. It's an essential value in their parenting skills and their parenting outlook. And that kid is going to be an educated kid when he grows up. Because it starts with the idea that education is important. We take it seriously. We do our homework. You know, we keep track of school. We keep track of grades. We keep track of homework assignments. We keep track of how well the child is doing grade by grade by grade and, and uh, one year upon another year and so on. In other words, there's a record maintained about the educational progress and process of that particular child or each child in the home. Okay, that's important of education. Effective parents, you know what they also do? They set goals. They live by goals. They teach goal setting. You know, they, it's kind of like the question, what is your goal for today? What are you going to accomplish today? What is something that you really would like to do today? What are we going to do to make today a good day, an important day, an effective day, a, a productive day? You set goals. What are we going to accomplish? And work towards those. Obviously, in goal setting, you teach a child to set small goals and achieve them. And then medium-sized goals and achieve them. And then larger goals and achieve them. And eventually in life, these kids start to work on big, hairy goals that they can develop and work with and strive to achieve through education and through professional development and uh, through their marriages and all the relationships in which they 
engage. Goal setting is a very important part of effective parenting. And say it the other way, effective parents are those that teach what a goal is, how to set a goal, and how to work towards a goal. And you have to remember this, in any kind of goal, no matter what the goal is, there are things that you do to achieve that goal. And there are things that you don't do so your goal will be achieved. You know, if you're looking at an educational goal of some kind, marijuana is not on the pattern. Marijuana, the use of marijuana will not get you to that goal. It will sidetrack you. You know, if you're going to have effective relationship, if you're going to have an effective positive marriage without the divorce problem developing, alcohol and drugs and marijuana are not part of the pattern. They will not bring you into an effective relationship in a, in a marriage. Marijuana and marriage don't go together. And there's a lot of things like that. So every time you talk about goal, it's not just what you do to get to that goal, but it's what you don't do so you will get to that goal. Handling trauma is another one. You know, trauma only occurs once in a while. I talked to a person today about 70 years of age. He could identify two major traumas in his life. And they were big ones. They altered his life considerably. Made his life an entirely different lifestyle and different outcome than would have otherwise. But you know, we don't have a lot of trauma. Some people have one. Some people have two or three. Some people don't have any. But when trauma occurs, the family comes together. The family bonds and brings themselves into that trauma and work together to get through it. They don't abandon anybody. They don't disregard anybody going through a trauma. They're supported through that trauma experience, so they come out of it successfully. They come out of it with a positive outcome and having learned something and having developed a lifestyle that is better than what it was before. So trauma, and you can add the word high levels of stress, if you will. That's the same type of thing. But high levels of stress, again, bring people together, bring a family together, and they work together, and they strive together, and they become one around that particular point of stress and the person that's undergoing it and experiencing it. In other words, effective parents lead the way, show the way, pull people together, they organize the family, so that the person in the trauma experience is supported. And there's a bond that develops. Okay, now, another one. They communicate love and support. That's what effective parents do. They, they communicate the love, their love and their support for each family member, for each child, you know, for each other. In other words, love is a language. The showing of love, the expression of love is a language. Sometimes it's in the direct verbal form in which you just say to the child, I love you and I love you and I love you. And you say it in a convincing and a positive way and a supportive way. Sometimes love is shown by the fact that you do things together, companionship. Sometimes you do things to help each other. There's a helping relationship that develops within the family. And that's a love message. It's a love language that takes place. There's touching, hugging, and stroking, and just uh, being connected, bonded together physically. There's a lot of ways to show love. And that's what 
effective parents do. They show their love for their children, for their family. And they do it regularly and repeatedly. And, and they do it throughout life, no matter how old the child is or becomes. They communicate that love. But they communicate the love which is a support form of love, of encouragement and of bonding together and of being one and being unified you know, as a family. Expressing thanks is another skill of the effective parent. This is what parent, effective parents do. They say thanks. They commend. They praise. They write notes and say thank you to each other and they express that verbally and they express it in written form. But there's kind of a thank you that just prevails within the family life. Somebody does something, even if it's a minor thing, there's a thank you that goes with that. You know, but I was thinking recently, there's two levels of thank you. If you do something and you're thanked for it, that's a very nice thing. If you do something and mother thanks you, dad thanks you, that's a very nice thing for a child. But there's a second level of thank you, and that is this. To thank a child for not just doing something, but, but doing it faithfully, doing it consistently, doing it cheerfully, you know, doing it well, okay? Doing it personally, you know, and just doing it with a cheerfulness and doing it consistently and persistently. That's a kind of a thank you level. It's a deeper thank you level. It's something that's, that is appreciated even at a deeper level and experienced and felt at a deeper level. So yes, thank your kids for doing what they do. But thank them for being faithful in doing what they do. Thank them, thank them for being consistent and cheerful in doing what they do. That's a deeper level of thanks. And that's what effective parents do. They get down into the skin of each other in a gratitudinous way, in a thankful manner. Okay, now, next. Develop a personal faith. They foster a personal faith in each other and with each other in God. There's a personal faith together. They go to church together. They pray together. They read the Bible together. They have discussions together about religious matters. Whether they all agree or not is not the point, but the point is that they're discussing it. They're thinking it through. They're reading about it. They're following up. They're doing research in the area of religious questions that kids might ask. In other words, they're not afraid of the religious enterprise of the community in which they live. They embrace it. They become part of it. So, effective parents have a religious sensitivity and a religious involvement and a religious touch in their own life and in the life of their children and the life of the entire family. Together, they become not just religious, but they become increasingly religious, increasingly spiritual, increasingly God-oriented. You see? Okay, that's effective parenting. I'll give you a couple more and we'll end. They acquire self-confidence. In the children. They help children acquire self-confidence. In other words, effective parents say to their child, you can do it. You did it. We celebrate that. Good for you. I knew you could do it. I knew that you were able to do it. I knew you would succeed. I knew you'd get it all the way through. I knew you'd get all the way around the track. In other words, they are cheerleaders. And they abundantly 
create a sense of, I can do it. You did it. We're happy for you. We're proud of you. They, they help children acquire self-confidence. They have self-confidence in themselves as parents. And they help children develop that sense of self-confidence. Self-confidence is a very important part of parenting. And you want a child that, in, as he ages and grows up, that he feels more and more able, more and more confident, and, and, and has the ability to succeed and do different kinds of things successfully. And then successful parents honor rules and boundaries. They honor boundaries. They honor rules. They live by the rules. Rules of the highway. You know, rules of the community. You know, rules of, of life. In other words, they are respectful of authority. The police particularly. Respectful of authority. The laws that we have. And they honor them. And they, they live by them. And they teach them. And they encourage living by the laws of the land. In other words, they honor rules, the rules of the school. They honor those. The rules of the club that they belong to. They honor the rules of the church that they belong to. Whatever it is, they honor rules. They set rules in their own home. There's at least a five or ten rules that effective parents set in their own home. And that the, they live by them, and the kids live by them, and the home lives by them, the family lives by them. There are rules that are honored and respected. There are boundaries. There are things you don't do. There are things that you do do. But there are things you don't do. Because it's a boundary. There's respect for authority. The respect for privacy. There's just all kinds of these little respectful areas of life that we embrace as an effective parent. And lastly, effective parents help a child heal from hurts and from pain. In other words, kids go to school and they get hurt. Kids go to school and they get disappointed. Kids go to school and they get falsely accused. Sometimes kids get a bad teacher. Sometimes kids meet a bully in the playground. Sometimes kids just are hurt accidentally. And an effective parent comes around that child that's hurt and supports them and loves them and comforts them and gives them pain-reducing love, pain-reducing touch, pain-reducing listening and, and listening and listening so that the child has opportunity to talk about his pain or his hurt that he picked up at school, whatever it is. That's what, a, what effective parents do. They forgive, you know, and they open up their life to the child that is hurt. Now, those are the traits, those are the skills, those are the abilities of parents who we know are effective. They have proven themselves as effective parents. These are the distinguishing features, traits, skills, abilities of effective parents. Give yourself a score, 1 to 10. You can do it on each point, or you can do it overall. How effective are you as a parent? Now, you're probably not a 10. I hope you're not a 1. But if you're a five, you're kind of midway. And you got a lot of improvement to go. If you're a six or seven, you're moving in the right direction. I hope that you can at least said, say that you were eight. But if you're way down below, you got a lot of work to do. And these are the guidelines. These are what effective parents do. So go ahead and say, okay, I got to develop these skills. I got to develop these traits. I got to develop these abilities. I got to develop these parenting 
pro this particular parenting profile or these parenting skills. I've got to develop them and become better at it. So I'm a more effective parent as my child now begins to get older in age. So that's what, what effective parents are all about. Now, what I'd like to do before I close, just bring you to the attention of what I know is as SAT7, S-A-T-7, the number 7. And I recommend you to go to a website, and I'm going to tell you about it. It's www.sat7usa.org. That's www.sat7usa.org. Now, the real hope for the future of the Middle East and North Africa, as much as anywhere else in the world, is its children, multitudes of children, and those parents that parent those children. In a culture where intolerance is frequently instilled at an early age and martyrdom is extolled as a highest calling, that's Middle East and North Africa. It is heartening to see, in the midst of that kind of situation, it's heartening to see the amazing number of young viewers and their parents that turn to that particular website, www.sat7usa.org, and they hear encouraging words about how to live a life above the line, how to live a life that's effective, how to live a life that's God-centered, biblical-centered, biblical teaching. So go ahead and visit that particular website and learn how you can be part of a transforming power and a transforming influence in the Middle East and North Africa. Send them some bucks. But learn some of the programs that are available, that are being uh, shown throughout the Middle East and North America to children and see what they do to teach children not just the academic subjects, but the values of life and how to live. So there you are. Good to talk to you today. Thanks for joining me, and um, see you again. Bye for now.